mindfulness mode. She would have this look of ecstasy on her face and just this beautiful smile. Welcome to Mindfulness Mode. It is May 1st, Sunday, May 1st. And I sit here in my studio thinking about, like I always do, the fact that, you know, it's just as if you are right here with me and I'm sitting here having a conversation directly with you. So, so welcome here to my studio. So good to have you with us here today in Mindfulness Mode. And today is a tribute to my mother. My mother passed away a few days ago. The funeral was yesterday, and as you can imagine, I'm flooded with emotions. There are so many sad thoughts. There are so many emotions that go along with this. And I just wanted this to be a tribute to my mother, Edith Langford. If you'd like to see some images of my mother and some images of some of her work, you can see this episode in a video. Just go to mindfulnessmode.com slash 758vid. I think it's, it's something that is very important for me to share about mindfulness and my mother because we had a very special relationship. We had a lot of great talks, a lot of special times together, which I'm sure you're not surprised about. Uh, we did have a very special relationship. And I thought back to something she, she told me a few years ago, which had a huge impact on me and a huge impact on the direction of my career. And that was, I was talking to her about the past a little bit. And I said, you know, I remember back in the 1960s, you had a lot of, a lot of trouble with anxiety. You really had a tough time. You had psoriasis as a result of it. And it seemed to go on for a long time. And it was a real problem. And I said, but, but what was it that finally ended that for you? What was the, the thing that ended this part of your life, this situation where you seem to have so much anxiety. And she answered this question in, in five words, a five-word sentence, as simple as five words. And I thought so much about this afterwards. And I thought, wow, this is staring me in the face every time I look at an appliance, an LG appliance. And as you might know, LG Appliances, the LG stands for their slogan. It's part of their slogan, life's good. And I said this to her, you know, what was it that made the change? And she simply said these five words. She said, I learned to let go. So when I said LG, let go, every time... I look at one of those appliances, I think, let go, life's good. And letting go allows our life to be good. And I thought, wow, that was incredible. And I said, you know, tell me, how did you do that? And how did you come to that conclusion? And we talked a lot about how she came up with that. But to her, there wasn't really a lot to say. She just said, I learned to let go. And then she looked at me and she smiled that familiar smile. And I got, you know, the biggest compliment 
by somebody recently because they said, Bruce, you have her smile. And I take that as a tremendous compliment because she had a beautiful smile. And I said to her at the time, I said, you know, that's mindfulness. And that was long before I started working in the field of mindfulness. And she said, she kind of looked inquisical at me, this inquisical look. And, and I said, yeah, it's a thing they call mindfulness and it's about letting go. It's about not being so concerned about the past or so concerned about the future. It's about living in the moment and letting go of so much of what holds us back and causes anxiety and issues. And, and she was good with that. And I know that I was working in the field of bullying prevention at the time. And I just thought so much about what my mom had said to me about this. And I thought, yeah. And of course, I had already been thinking about it too, is the fact that, you know, truly with bullying prevention, if I could teach children and teachers about mindfulness, then bullying would decrease. And I thought, wow, this worked in my own mother's life, that she was able to come to this conclusion without meditating, without uh, reading reading how-to books, you know, self-help books. She didn't listen to podcasts. She just came up with this herself. I learned to let go. So skip ahead to this past week. I was in a school, as I often am, and, you know, I go into schools and do mindfulness, and I teach children, and some children ran up to me and they said, oh, Mr. Langford, I love your TikTok. I love your mindfulness mode moments on TikTok. And then one little girl was kind of hanging back and she waited and she looked up at me. I think she was about nine years old and she looked right into my eyes and she said, oh, she said, I like listening to your TikTok videos. She said, it really helps me with my anxiety. And I thought, wow. That's because of my mother and the influence that she had. I just have so much gratitude. Another thing about my mother, she's always been a visual person. Whenever I watch the sunrise, which is many, many mornings, I think of her because she loved the colors, orange, brilliant yellows and golds and pinks, fuchsias. All colors I see in the sky when the sun is coming up. Brilliant, beautiful colors. And she loved these colors and she used her incredible skills to weave and to crochet. And she made beautiful things. Absolutely beautiful things. She made placemats and she made... Uh, you know, dishcloths and, and different kinds of things like this. And very seldom from a guideline or a, or a pattern. And even if she had a pattern, it usually ended up being, you know, her idea. She said, well, the pattern said to do such and such, but I did this. Or the pattern said to use, you know, green, and I decided to use gold. She had her own thoughts and her own ways of doing these things. And she would work away until she had something beautiful. And 
you know, I, I thought a lot about how visual she is and what a pleasure it was to see this work that she had produced. And when we would go and visit her, she always had a basket, a basket of placemats or a basket, you know, it had dish cloths and things like this in it. And she would always get this basket out and offer something. And it was, it was just a little ritual, a little routine, something special that she did. And she made thousands of finger puppets. So every night after supper, she would sit down and she would crochet a finger puppet. And it was just a little uh, thing that would slip over your finger. And what it was for was when children were in the hospital and they had to have blood taken or they had to have their finger pricked. I guess it would be they had to have their finger pricked. And uh, I, yeah, and so the nurse could give them a finger puppet and they'd put it on their finger. And so she made thousands of these and donated them to the hospital. So there are finger puppets all over being used that were made by my mom. And that's kind of a special thing that she loved to make these and donate them. One of the things that came to mind about my mom that I was thinking a lot about was her special love for her aunt, her aunt Vesta, who was also my aunt, of course. She was my great aunt, and she was such a special person. And so my mom would go visit her and have a great time visiting her. And she told me that very often when it was time to leave, Aunt Vesta would say a few lines of a poem to her. And she would say it so often that it just became a favorite of my mother's. And it was, this poem had such a special place in her heart that when my, my Aunt Vesta died, my mom decided to make a needlepoint uh, out of the, the lines of this poem that were so very special to her. And the poem was written by somebody that lived a very long time ago. His name was Charles Kingsley. He was born in 1819 and lived until 1875. And he was a clergyman and novelist. And on his bio, it says, many of his stories have become famous and are standard works of fiction, but he was also a writer of poetry. And this one poem was, was the favorite that my, my very special aunt would recite. And the poem is called A Farewell. And the, the four lines that she, that she did needlepoint with out of the poem are this. I just want to share them here in the podcast. Be good, sweet maid, and let who can be clever do noble things, not dream them all day long. And so make life, death, and that vast forever one grand, sweet song. And those words are so special to me. And I'm happy to say I have that needlepoint piece that my mother created, and it's just beautiful. And so are those words. And they remind me in a very, very fond way of my mother and my aunt. So thanks for letting me share this with you today in memory of my mom. And as I you know, think about the special times and 
how special she was and the love I had for her and have for her. It hasn't ended. She came to live with us at our house for five weeks in 2020 when she was preparing for a, a surgery, a valve surgery, and it was a special time for us to get to know her even more, to get to know her in, in a different way, you know, a way that, you know, when when you're younger and you grow up, you know your parents a certain way, and then later it's, it can be quite different. So we had a lot of special times, and uh, one of the things that she loved was every night uh, she would get a foot rub, and she would kind of look at me in a special way and say something that I knew meant that she would really appreciate a foot rub. And when, when I would do that, she would have this look of ecstasy on her face and just this beautiful smile. And she enjoyed it so much. And, you know, it was just, it was just a special bond. It was a special thing between us. And I was able to give her a foot rub just a couple of days before she passed, which is a beautiful experience as well. And these are some personal thoughts I wanted to share with you today about my mom. Thanks for listening. She was 90 years old, and it's just an honor to have the opportunity to share some of my thoughts with you, Mindful Tribe. And as always, I thank you for tuning into Mindfulness Mode, and thank you so much for being a part of the show. All the best to you. Bye now. So Mindful Tribe, thanks again for tuning in today. Thank you for tuning in to the tribute to my mother. And, you know, I don't know if you, like she was, was experiencing anxiety. She was able to move through that. But a lot of people in the world are experiencing anxiety of one kind or another, especially through this pandemic, it's caused a lot of fear. It's caused a lot of anxiety and stress. And as you know, as a practicing hypnotist, I, I work with people in that area. I help people just like you, people who have anxiety and maybe don't know why. Maybe you do have some feeling as to why you have so much anxiety. Maybe it has to do with you know, something that happened to you or some relationship or you know, some other person in your life, something like that. Well, that's what hypnosis can do. It can help you get to the root of the problem and we can work on this. We can work on this together so that in a few sessions, you will feel as though you're free from some of these issues that have held you back. So if you've thought about this and, and think this is the time, well, this is the time. This is the time to send me an email. We'll get on a call, we'll talk about it, and we'll see if this maybe is right for you. Just send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com, and we'll set up a time to talk and uh, discuss whether this is a good fit for you. Like it has been for so many of my clients over the past two years, uh, so many successful clients who have just raved about the fact that in a few sessions, sometimes only one or two sessions, they've found huge relief from some of their challenges. So with that, have a great rest of your day and 
take what we've learned today to reach new heights, like I always say, of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.